Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. We're talking about the fallout from the Supreme Court's decision of Students for Fair Admissions versus Harvard, how it struck down affirmative action. Dr. Carol M. Swain has written an important book about this, The Adversity of Diversity. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a scholar. Dr. Carol M. Swain is the author of many books and a former college faculty. She is joining us live via Skype. Uh, welcome to the program to promote her new book, The Adversity of Diversity. Uh, Dr. Carol, how are you today? I'm doing great, thank you. Great, it's an honor to meet you again. I think we last met at the Faith and Freedom Conference and uh, you're, you're on a road tour. It looks like you're traveling today. What are, your, what are your plans? Right now I'm in Florida. Last week I was in Grand Lakes, Grand Lake, Colorado. And on Friday I will be in, at the University of Wisconsin uh, in Madison, participating in a conservative panel. After that I'll be at Washington and Lee University in Virginia, debating uh, a liberal commentator about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Okay, so there's the catchphrase, right? Diversity, equity, and inclusion. DEI is sort of the left uh, buzzword to promote more fairness on college campuses. Uh, but you have a different take on that. I have a totally different take on that. Um, the, the new book, The Adversity of Diversity, How Real Unity Training Can Promote Healing in a post-affirmative action world uh, really looks at the fact that the same grounds that the U.S. Supreme Court used to strike down race-based college admissions applies to every diversity, equity, and inclusion program in the country because they violate the civil rights laws as well as the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment in the same way. And so in the book, I provide a history of affirmative action a lot of people don't know that affirmative action was never a law passed by both houses of Congress and signed by a president. It was a series of executive orders that started with uh, John F. Kennedy, Lyndon Johnson issued his, and Richard Nixon, a Republican. He was the one uh, that brought us uh, race-based quotas, which the Supreme Court struck down in 1974. And what happened was institutions went from the quotas to goals and timetables, they continued what uh, was recognized at the time as reverse discrimination and DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, as well as critical race theory, they are new layers that have been layered on top of race-based affirmative action. And initially when the civil rights laws passed, the focus was on non-discrimination, equal opportunity and integration. And what you saw was recruiters went out and they tried to identify talented minorities in various sectors and to bring them into the mainstream. And I benefited from 
the Civil Rights Act of 1964 and the fact that, you know, I have been considered a talented uh, person. Uh, I had an equal opportunity to fail or to succeed and I did succeed. So there's a lot in your statement, but I wanna to get to the root of this because our country has a long history of you know, mistreatment of minorities, including slavery, yes. which for which my Yankee ancestors right. fought the Civil War to, to liberate the poor. And the, the 1960s, the, the whole civil rights movement was to establish equality, as you say. But isn't the solution uh, to make all of that injustice right, uh, to, to instead of discrimination against blacks, we should have reverse discrimination against majority people? Uh, absolutely not. And, you know, even going back to slavery, uh, you have the people that are critical race theorists that argue that racism is in America's DNA. And uh, they pretend that America was founded in 1619 when America had a birth date, which was 1776. And in our Constitution, it was drafted in a way to, to eliminate slavery. And, and I have a PragerU video that points out and, and shows that the three-fifths clause of the Constitution was not about whether Blacks were three-fifths human. It had to do with representation. It was to prevent the South from getting more representatives in Congress because they were counting their Black slaves as population, but they were not representing them. And so there are a lot of lies and distortions that surround slavery. But when uh, you look at America's history, there have always been uh, good white people that were part of the abolitionists, part of the Underground Railroad, were philanthropists, that set up schools across the South, that went into uh, black schools and taught. And so the American story is not nearly as negative as we pretend that it is today. And there are colleges and universities such as Harvard others in the, uh, in the New England area that were smaller that never discriminated against blacks. So consequently, they had black alumni going back to the late 1800s. And so our country has uh, had, uh, uh, I would say it ha it's had an ugly past, but it's also had a history of people working together, trying to better themselves and Christians, you know, uh, uh, you know leading the abolitionist movement. And um, and I would say that the 1940s, 50s, and 60s civil rights movement was a movement to liberate Black people, give them more rights, but it wasn't just a Black-led movement. You had many whites involved in that movement. They were funding that movement. And the Civil Rights Act of 1964 was to end discrimination on the basis of race, sex, uh, creed, national origin, uh, religion, and sex. It was about ending discrimination, and that was followed by the Voting Rights Act of 1965, the Open Housing Act of 1968. These are all things I talk about in my book, and we became equal under the law. There's always prejudice in people's hearts, and you see that today with the reverse discrimination against whites and Asians. And the uh, students were for admissions. They were Asian students, and they were fighting against the kind of quotas that Jews had experienced uh, at Ivy League schools and other places, and the, the kinds of discrimination that we condemn when it's being done towards Blacks and Hispanics and those groups. And so reverse discrimination has been around for a long time, 
but the Supreme Court have done the right thing by striking it down. Okay, so affirmative action is bad, reverse discrimination is just as bad as discrimination. More with Dr. Carol M. Swain right after this. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I've been praying and teaching for years about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, how you can have the power of God right now for your prophetic or power gifts ministry. This new teaching goes through not just Acts chapter two, when the disciples received the power of God from on high and began speaking in other tongues. But we also teach on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and every instance we could find in church history of the gift of tongues. This product is brand new and available to you for a suggested donation of $30. Call us at 866-Obey-God to get yours today. Or you can find it on our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Click on the online bookstore at the top of the page, PrayInJesusName.org, available for a suggested donation of $30. Or you can call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. I'm Dr. Chaps, I have two exciting announcements. For those of you who found us maybe one day a week, did you know we're on five days a week with in-depth analysis and Christian news reporting and we pray the news. Where else are you gonna see that? Here's the exciting news. We're now on Apple TV. We're on five days a week on this exciting new streaming platform, Apple TV. Maybe you've already found us on Roku or Amazon Fire, but Apple TV, look for PIJN News in the spirituality category. And here's my other breaking news. Did you know we're also on podcast? Well, what's a podcast? Well, you can listen to us five days a week on audio, maybe when you're working out at the gym or driving in your car. You can watch the video on your smartphone. Visit iTunes and look for PIJN News. We're also on 10 on-demand platforms. Visit PrayInJesusName.org to find them all. And did I mention it's absolutely free? Other people charge a fee, but ours is free. Subscribe today to PIJN News. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, joined with Dr. Carol M. Swain, who's written an important new book, The Adversity of Diversity. But there is a path to healing the racial disparity, and you say it is found in unity. Can you describe the, the solution? What are you training colleges to do? Well, first of all, you know, in my book, I have a chapter on my own life and affirmative action uh, uh, because I grew up, you know, during the civil rights era. I experienced segregated schools and, and I experienced the opening doors that took place. And, um, and I believe that if we return to the laws of the land, uh, non-discrimination against any group on the basis of race, sex, or religion, uh, and so that means men are protected. It means Christians are protected because nowadays Christians are targeted because they are Christians. And it means that whites and Asians are protected as well as blacks and Hispanics and Native Americans. I think that's where we need to go back. And in 2020, uh, I founded a company, Real Unity Training, and the purpose was to get back to e pluribus unum, out of many one. And that was our nation's motto. And I believe that we can have diversity without discrimination and that we can have informed workplaces and organizations where uh, employees and owners, they know the law of the land, which is anti-discrimination. 
They need to know the laws of the land, but they need to know that it protects all groups and they don't need to divide their workforces. And what has happened is that organizations, including the church, they've lost their way. Uh, uh, organizations have gotten away from their mission statements and have gotten into social engineering. And somehow they think they can make a better world through DEI and CRT, and they can't because those theories are rooted in Marxism, uh, neo-Marxism, cultural Marxism. That's a conflict-based theory. You cannot bring unity and reconciliation out of conflict. And so my book argues that there is a better way, and we need to get back to the golden rule. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. Treated. So no you one wants to be discriminated against. You, you mentioned CRT, and, and there's a big controversy. I'm not really up to speed on this, but critical race theory is being taught in some curriculum to young people as a way to say what? What is bad about CRT? Well, critical race theory is being taught all across America in K through 12, and it argues again that, um, that white people are oppressors, that America uh, is an evil country, that all white people are racist, and only white people can be racist, and all white people need to confess their racism, and there's no cure to racism that is permanent. And uh, it argues that all blacks are, are victims, but the most dangerous thing that it does that's harmful to blacks is that it argues for lowered standards. And so you get uh, the Bill Gates, the Gates uh, uh, Foundation funding research that argues that mathematics is racist. And you think about all the careers that if you believe mathematics is racist and as a black person or a Hispanic person, you don't apply yourself, you're gonna be exempted from all sorts of careers. And what you find with critical race theory is it divides groups, it pits us against one another, and it diminishes opportunities for racial and ethnic minorities because it resegregates within K through 12 schools, within colleges and universities. They set up separate uh, course sections at times, uh, separate graduations, separate dorms. It's not about integration and non-discrimination. It's about dividing us. And I believe that there is a better way. And so I celebrate the Supreme Court's decision to strike down race-based affirmative action. And I believe it is racist to argue that removing discrimination uh, would result in lily white institutions. And I would argue that the progressive ideas about DEI and CRT are racist to the core. They harm America, they harm every group. Okay, so I personally agree with everything you're saying, but let me play the devil's advocate here. Um, <clears throat> the argument from the left is that with affirmative action, that, that people of minority ancestry had certain advantages. You get more black people into Harvard that way. And now that it's been struck down by the Supreme Court, in theory, the reverse is true, that fewer people of African descent as Americans will get into Harvard and you'll have more Asians getting into Harvard because their families teach a, a, a strong work ethic and they study and, and therefore they're smarter right, than right. we are and they'll get in and, and your people won't. And my so position is that Asians should not be punished because they're hard workers and white people should not be punished because they are white. And I believe that, uh, I mean, the data shows, and I talk about it in my book, that the main beneficiaries of, of the Ivy League and the elite institutions 
race-based affirmative action have not been the descendants of slaves. It's been uh, immigrant Blacks that come from more affluent backgrounds uh, and people who have had every advantage to be able to compete. And I would argue that there are minorities that can compete with whites. But if you have a quota and you decide that you need you need 12% uh, Blacks, you need 20% uh, uh, um, Hispanics, you need a, a, you know, a certain percentage of whites, and you decide in advance what the quota is going to be, you're not going to meet the quota. So there may not be a, a, enough uh, minority students to meet Harvard's quota or Yale's quota, but if you let people go where their grades and their test scores uh, qualify them, you're going to have racial and ethnic minorities getting degrees and they're going to be happier because they're not going to be at the bottom of their classes. They're going to be excelling. And there's been some research to show that we are actually producing fewer minority prof professionals than we should because of the mismatch that people that are not really qualified for the top tier end up there. Sometimes they end up uh, dropping out or they may end up with, with uh, degrees and they can't pass the professional a bar exam or whatever, the teacher's examination. And these young people would be much better off going somewhere they could be successful. And I know that whenever you have an incentive structure, people conform their behavior to the incentive structure. Black people that want to go to Harvard and Yale, you raise the standards, those people will get there. And instead of the universities uh, being lazy and the colleges making the argument that they have to keep doing their discrimination, they need to get busy at the K through 12 level, uh, working with high school students, identifying talented people, creating opportunities so that they can have a larger pool. So the way to lift minorities out of poverty is education, higher standards, and teach the math and science and hold them accountable to learn it and test well and then they can have the same equal opportunity that everybody else has. More with Dr. Carol M. Swain right after this. This is PIJN News. I'm excited to announce that we're bringing back our best offer ever on our original My Slippers. You save $90 a pair with your promo code. And now My Slippers come in even more sizes smaller sizes, larger sizes, wide sizes, and all new styles and colors. Get them for your friends, your family, your neighbors, everyone you know. What makes My Slippers different is my exclusive four layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My Slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help relieve stress on your feet. I'm so confident that you and everyone you know are going to love My Slippers that I'm extending my 60-day money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024, making them the best Christmas gifts ever. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now. Use your promo code to save $90. That's only $49.98 a pair. Quantities won't last long, so please order now. My Towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wouldn't dry you. That's why I made My Towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of My Towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. 
This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about my pillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm gonna extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98. Or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. One more segment with Dr. Carol M. Swain, who's written an important book, The Adversity of Diversity. Uh, Dr. Carol, you mentioned Christians being discriminated against, and there's this effort on the left to equate sexual orientation on the same level as race. And that, oh, yes. that, that is, it, is it true that being gay is, is uh, something you cannot change, kind of like your skin color? No, I mean, uh, in many cases, being gay is a deliberate choice. I know so many uh, women, disproportionately, they're white women that uh, have been married, they raised families, they got divorced by their husbands, husband dumped them for a younger woman, and they uh, choose a female partner because, you know, that you can do it today. That's part of our society, and in the case of these women, these are people that are clearly have made a choice. And I think the LGBTQ community is one that's very fluid. People go in and out and they have made it fashionable. And I'm not in academia any longer, but before I left, starting around 1998, I felt a lot of pressure from uh, you know female friends, women's studies, that they really wanted, you know, women, you almost had to experiment to prove, you, you, you know, that you were part of the group, or you had to write statements affirming your belief in that lifestyle. And at the time, I was a Democrat, uh, and I was not interested in experimentation, so I never did. But if I were, if I wanted to experiment, there were plenty of people that were, you know, trying to court me at the time, and that was my reality. So that's my position on that. But before we uh, end this interview, I want to say that going back to uh, to minority uh, students and colleges, universities, there's too much of emphasis on putting everyone in college. I believe in the trade schools, the technical schools. Not everyone uh, belongs in a college, but even the ones that are 
talented, bright uh, whites and blacks, there are so many careers out there that don't require a college degree. And as long as colleges are centers for indoctrination, why spend all that money to send your child to have their lives wrecked, their faith destroyed? It doesn't make a lot of sense. No, you're right. Uh... You can learn and, and earn more actually by going into a trade like electrician or auto mechanic over a lifetime compared to racking up all of that college debt for a liberal arts degree where you're gonna be working at Burger King anyway because a right. lot of a lot of employers will not use your liberal arts college degree, even if it's a bachelor's degree, you'd be better off having a trade or a skill. I'm with you on that. Uh, my point in saying that uh, because the left has now equated the LGBT movement to being of African-American descent. They're saying that's the same thing. Christians are now labeled as the discriminators. That when, the haters. Yeah, when, or the haters. When Jack Phillips won't make a wedding cake for a gay couple, he must be the bad guy because he's discriminating against somebody on the basis of their immutable uh, traits. We have just two minutes left, but why Jesus? Why is Christianity part of your solution? Well, I can tell you that the Christians I know don't discriminate against uh, gays and lesbians because they're gays and lesbians. They've always been among us. And I guess they've been there uh, since time immemorial because the Old Testament had a position on it. And so, um, you know, so we've always worked and lived together it's conflictual now because of the cultural Marxism. Why Jesus is because the gospel has everything we need to get along. The gospel of Jesus Christ, you know, knows no racial, ethnic, uh, gender boundaries. It does have religious criteria of, of, of expecting everyone to affirm Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I mean, that, and, uh, and, and his forgiveness, his death on the cross, is a forgiveness for the sins of people who actually receive Jesus. And so Jesus is the solution that can bring us together. And Christianity is, a, is an all comers uh, religion, but it does have standards and criteria. And if it didn't, it wouldn't be worth our time. Amen. And the gospel does not discriminate. Jesus forgives all sinners of which I am the worst. Uh, Doctor, would you mind, I'm a chaplain and I like to pray for people. Can I offer a word of prayer? Yes, thank you. Father in heaven, I ask your blessing on the message of Dr. Carol Swain that you would give her more opportunities and, and a bigger platform. Lord, I pray that her book takes off the adversity of diversity. Uh, but Lord, I pray that you as the Lord of all mankind would create your standards which you already have, but help us to see them, help us to live up to them, and help us to repent of our personal sins, and help us to return to unity as one humanity, that there would be no discrimination, that there, whether it's reverse discrimination or regular discrimination, we pray that all of that is abolished, and that equality is achieved through the gospel of Jesus Christ who forgives all of our sins. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, thank you so much for having me on your show and uh, um, you know, hope to see you in person again uh, before too long. All right, her website, carolmswain.com. Be sure to get the book, The Adversity of Diversity. Our website is prayinjesusname.org. Please donate when you visit. Again, prayinjesusname.org.
If you need prayer, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.